Welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Abby. And I'm Amy, and we're pastors at Bethlehem Lutheran Church. This podcast is about the middle space in between Sundays. It's the place where we take our values, our faith, and our commitments into our everyday lives. Hi, Amy. Hey, Abby, how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. I just finished listening to a podcast that I think was released a couple of weeks ago, but it's one of my favorite podcasts. I'm not sure if I've mentioned it in our conversations before, but it's Kate Bowler's podcast, Everything Happens. We'll put it in the show notes if you're not familiar. But I listened to a recent interview she did with David Brooks, who has a new book out. And I listened to this podcast and said, you know what? That's a pretty good summary of what I want to do with my life. Mm. Their conversation was about the ways that we in American society I, at one point, David Brooks says, we are, have either lost or never had the skills to truly connect with one another mm. and how that is leading to all sorts of problems, high rates of anxiety and depression, and of course, loneliness. For those who've listened to me for a while, know that is a big area of interest in, of mine and part of what I'm studying in my PhD program. And just thinking about social connection and how we can do it better. Yeah. Uh, and their conversation was so thoughtful. And this, there's this whole piece about how we truly see one another. And it goes beyond knowing about each other. But they use this language of behold. How do we behold one another? And for those of us who are people of faith, truly behold one another as created in the image of God. And how does that shape our interactions? How does it shape our conversations? So I have just really been enjoying that conversation and eager to have more conversations like it. Yeah, I haven't listened to the podcast. I saw that it had come out, but I did read a recent one of David Brooks's articles about his new book that's coming out. And as I read it, it really resonated with me just I'm guessing it was a chapter or a portion of his new book, but I'm I, now have, hearing you describe the podcast and hearing them talk together. I would, I will um, be sure to put that on my list of things to listen to, but I'm really struck by that um, language you just used of beholding. That feels really, it feels really biblical. Just yeah. behold is something that you hear in the Bible. <laughs> it's not kind of language that we use in everyday life. But when we hear it in scripture, there is something really holy and sacred about those moments. I think of, I think of the place that I'm thinking of it is where Mary, the mother of Jesus, encounters the angel Gabriel. I think that's the language that's used in that interaction between the two of them. Behold. I And so I just, I think that's really, I think, I just think that's really interesting, an interesting choice of words and signifies something really sacred, which I think is true when we encounter other people, when we come into community with them and have those kinds of interactions with them, it is sacred. Yeah. 
I didn't hear this in the podcast, so I had to look it up later, but the title of his new book is called How to Know a Person, The Art of Seeing Others Deeply and Being Deeply Seen. And I think what you're saying, the concept of behold certainly sounds biblical. And I think of behold, the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sin Mm. of the world, talking about Jesus, of course. But as perhaps divine an idea, it is actually also a very complicated skill, right? That it's not something we are born knowing how to do. And I think at least part of Brooks's argument is that we live in a culture, we live in a society that doesn't cultivate this skill. So we need to do it really intentionally. And what does that need to look like? And I think that often about the life of faith, we have rich theology, really nuanced biblical story to give shape to our lives, but there's still a practical application that, that needs to be cultivated and that needs to be practiced, right? It is not just this message from on high (laughs) comes upon us and then we are just magically different people. There is, I love the language of the practice of faith for that reason, because it's not just intellectual assent. It is not just beautiful ideas. It really is a lived reality and one that needs to be practiced if we are going to shape the world in particular ways. And in this case, to shape our interactions in particular ways. Yeah. Um, And I'm struck by that language you just used of a skill to be developed or a practice to to learn. And I've been, I have been thinking about recently the ways that I think as adults, especially, we think that we often think that we should be good at things like, and (laughs) maybe be good at everything just because we're adults. And I have this mantra I keep telling myself lately In order to get good at something, I have to be willing to be bad at it. If I want to get better at something, I'm going to have to practice with my current level of skill at it. If I want it to become either more comfortable or if I want to get better at the thing that I want to do. If you Um, want it to come more easily to you. Yes. If I want it to come more easily, I have to practice being while I'm, while I feel bad at it. Um, I have a good friend who started taking piano lessons as an adult because, and she's a really bright scientist and has a PhD and all of these things, but she's, I need to be bad at things. Like that's good for my brain to be bad at things. And I've thought about that a lot, but I've just really been thinking about that idea lately that, that in order to learn things, we've got to be willing to be bad at something. And I think these kinds of interactions, learning how to see people, learning how to be with people, if it's something that we aspire to do more of, or to do more deeply. We have to be also willing to do it when it doesn't come very naturally to us, perhaps. And even if it's something we want to experience for ourselves, if we want to be seen, if we want to feel less alone, if we want to feel maybe a bit more like we belong, it begins also with what we put out into the world. Yeah. Near the end of their conversation, Kate Bowler and David Brooks talk about the old adage that kind of you have to love yourself before loving others and challenging it and saying, actually, it's in the practice of loving that we learn how to be loved. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's something, I don't know, I'd have to give that a little bit more thought, 
but there's something immediately resonating with me about that idea. And maybe the corollary is we can't sit around and wait for this world to be a little bit more gentle and a little bit more loving. It begins with us and how we treat certainly those around us, but also how we view ourselves that we have to put into practice what we believe in those ways. Yeah. Talking about this isn't reminding me of an encounter I had earlier this week. I ordered lunch the other day at a place that I, Mediterranean place in town that I like to grab lunch. And because I often will order something from there, I have established a little bit of a rapport with the woman who works behind the counter. And I've Mm -hmm. learned some things about her over time because I tried to talk to her and I know that she is Lebanese. I know she has family in Lebanon. And so when I went in to pick up my lunch the other day, I just said to her, is your family all right? I'm watching the news and I'm aware of where you have family. And Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering if your family's all right. And so she started to tell me about her family had all left the village where they are from. And they've gone to the city of Beirut because it's safer to be in a large area than in a Hmm. more rural area. So she said her parents, she has a brother, all of her family is gathered in the city. She said the village is now empty. But we're having this conversation and there's another woman in the restaurant waiting for lunch who chimes into the conversation as well and says, oh, it's just, it's horrible what's happening. I have three cousins that have all been called up by the Israeli army. And, and this is just, this is horrible. You have family that is in harm's way. There are babies that are dying. My cousins are on the front lines of this war. This is all ridiculous. And it was this moment of these three people who acquaintances to strangers, but sharing, sharing really heartfelt care for each other in the Mm, midst of just daily activity But I left there that day thinking, oh my goodness, this was like a holy moment where it could have been like, you're just, my assumption is that if we're having this conversation and we come from different backgrounds, we're not going to agree on anything. We're not even going to be able to talk about this together, but that Mm -hmm. wasn't the case. It was something different. And I think that's, I think that's what, what you just described. I think that's what Brooks is talking about in this idea of beholding. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a way that it's about our humanity, that human first before any of the other stuff we put on top of it, political affiliations or even religious belief. It's really connecting at a human level. And when we lose the ability to do that, or we lose sight of doing that intentionally, we all suffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember if it was on our podcast last week, or maybe it was just a conversation you and I were having recently. We talked about the way Jesus knew how to behold. Mm. And when you encounter the stories of Jesus in the gospels, Jesus is always beholding people. And I think, I think if we, if we need some guidance about how to do this, Jesus isn't a bad model of who to follow. That's probably good words to live by in general. In general, (laughs) better than me, that's for sure. (laughs) 
Thanks uh, as always for the conversation, Amy. Thanks, Abby. I'll look forward to listening to the podcast too. Absolutely. All right. Wherever this week takes you. We hope our conversation has given you something to sustain you between Sundays. Subscribe to Between Sundays wherever you listen to podcasts.